Welcome to Divine Way TV, where we talk all things real estate, money, motivation, and mindset. And money is always calling. I'm here with my brother, Greg Devine, and DJ Dawson. DJ, where are we? Today, we're in Sacramento, California, in the Colonial Heights neighborhood, at my latest flip here at 4145 56th Street. Um, pretty quick cosmetic project that we did, just continuing to build on the portfolio. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, full interior, exterior paint, brand new roof, LVP flooring, granite countertops, fully remodeled bathrooms. Don't give it all to Why don't them. We just Stay take them tuned. Aside. Let's just What's the list Ooh. price though? List price on this one, 479K. Uh, I think we can get over five. We're not going to press it, but we're going to get it done. Three all bed, right. two bath, 1,100 square feet. Let me just take y'all. Yeah, let's check it out. So DJ, our audience wants to know right off the top, how did you find this opportunity? This one came through a wholesaler. Um, being just tapped into the Sacramento market and having a pretty decent portfolio, I'm able to kind of leverage that to kind of get on the top of some wholesalers list when it, they come down to a property. So okay. this one in particular, I actually bought off of a wholesaling company uh, called Sunday, which they are almost trying to be like a Zillow type of level platform interface for uh, buyers like myself, flippers. Right? Okay, so for the audience watching, you essentially found it from a wholesale opportunity. Yes. They contacted so, you, and how? And what was the price that they wanted? The price that I got on this house was 346,000. The rehab was roughly 42,000. Was there any negotiation room on the price? There was not. Okay. Their uh, platform is pretty straightforward. It's an auction-based platform. You put in your offer, if you're the highest, you find out and your opportunity to close. Okay, yeah, repeat to our audience, what was the purchase price, 346? Purchase price was 346,000, rehab budget was roughly 40,000. And after repair value? After repair value, we're on the market right now for 480K. What do you think this is gonna move at? Uh, 490 plus for sure. Okay, nice. Hey Greg, what do you think? It's a good deal. Yeah, you, yeah, saw, this, deal. you saw this guy on his first deal when we were up in Sacramento last year, right? Yeah, that was, uh, wasn't necessarily my first deal, but I was definitely a lot greener behind the ears than I am mm -hmm. now. Okay. And, and now, uh, now you got green LED behind your ears. <laughs> Tell us about this. What are you doing up here? Yeah, so I mean, when we bought the house, it had these kind of drop cam uh, crown moldings, and I was like, why would they have that? I didn't really understand it. Mm -hmm. And as we kind of got our painter up here, he said, hey, they got some kind of janky lighting up here. Um, and I said, okay, well, why don't we get those LED strips that we see all over Instagram, TikTok, yeah, right, right. and throw them up in there. So it's nice $20 to get them. There's an outlet right here that it plugs into. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't any crazy, expansive thing. Mm -hmm. It was just something through my experience I realized people would like, and it's crazy how much $20 will do for you. There you go. And tell us about this fireplace. This what'd, what'd you, like, yeah, what'd you yeah. keep, what'd, what'd you, what'd you So say? this house was actually damn near ready to go. It okay. already had dual pane windows. We replaced all the flooring in here. The tile in the kitchen is all the same. Cabinetry in the kitchen is the same, just painted. Like I said, dual pane windows were already existing. Okay. New light finishes, new can lighting, um, new backsplash, new appliances, both have to fully remodeled. All right. New fireplace with a custom mantle that was built out by our, uh, we have an amazing, the Ginny, shout out to you, she makes some amazing mantles for us, really affordable, and I think it gives such a custom look that yep. it really goes a long way. 
Excessive, we just rock with what we have. Um, and it worked really well. I think, as always, when you do your own flips, you're going to feel like you could do it, done some things better. Sure. I think, as I was kind of telling you, and we can talk about later, it's kind of the way this came about. We could have put this on market sooner, but our strategy kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. I yeah. mean, it's still the ultimate game. The ultimate plan is access money to buy rental properties. And if we could do that, if this is going to get us a property or the money to get said properties, it's all in the cards. Okay. So that's cool. So we've got somebody with us that was uh, part of your part of your money move over here. Let's yeah, so them. I mean, as you start to scale out, you're going to have to add people to your team. Yeah. Nobody does it on their self, by yeah. themselves, you already know. So I got Omar Barker right here. Me and him got together probably so, uh, a year and a half, maybe two me, years yeah. ago today, yeah. today, now, about that time. Um, we met, uh, you know, kind of rookies in the game, just selling real estate. I saw he does a lot of wood craftsman and stuff, stuff like that. I had clients, they wanted projects, you know, a barn door for their bathroom maybe. So we did a few of those together, some shelving for people, uh, shiplap cosmetic look for people's walls. We did a few projects. He saw I was doing flips and just offered his time. Really didn't ask for shit, just offered his time. Um, I saw what he could bring to the table. He had his tools. He knew what to do for the most part. And like we said, the only way you do more is by scaling out and adding people to your team. So I want to say I added him to my team, but he added me to his team okay. too. And we are the team. So yeah. Omar was a pro- project manager on this job. Um, we closed on it. I actually went, I was traveling. I went to Hawaii mm-hmm. and I said, Omar, you got the keys, handle it. And for that, he gets an equity slice of the deal. Nice. And it didn't just come on a whim. He's came and helped me on three or four flips up until this point and earned every opportunity he's, I, I mean, if you even want to call it that, yeah. every opportunity he's gotten in this, right. he's earned. Man, so Omar, give us a little piece. While he's in Hawaii with his feet up on the beach, <laughs> in the sand, oh, what is man. Omar doing? So it was kind of funny because when we first closed, like uh, we we had a good portion of this stuff already ribbed up. Yeah. So it was uh, the demo part was actually one of the things that he wanted me to come on board to do while he was in Hawaii. And lo and behold, like we closed a week early. We we got a lot okay. of that stuff done before yeah. he even left. So by the time he left, like I was just handling like the day to day, the tile guy. The roof guy, like all the all the contractors we have, you know, coming in place. Logistical, yeah. running materials to this job yeah. site, etc. Et yeah. So. so how do you update the, the guy on the beach? You know, sipping. What are you sipping on? Oh <laughs> man, um, depending on the time of the day. But a couple of lava flows here. But the audience is curious, and how do you? How do you do this when you're on vacation and not miss a beat? So how do y'all communicate? Well, I, I think the fact that like we've worked so many so, like couple of flips together. We know how each other reacts to certain things. And I'm kind of the person who, I want him to go on vacation. I don't want him to worry about anything. I'll mm-hmm. handle all of it. And if I do come up with something that's like, oh, we need a new roof. Hey, yeah. guess what? I'm calling you. Right. That's it. Yeah. So like materials, costs, all that kind of stuff. Were either that running all through you? How was that handled? How'd y'all set that up before? Because bills need to get paid. Yeah, so fortunately a lot of our, and there's a project like this specifically, where it is so cosmetic, a lot of our finished material is bought off Amazon. So I'm mm-hmm. able to leverage my credit cards wherever I'm at for yeah. Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. For our hardline materials, like maybe flooring, tile, countertops, etc., 
we so happened to get the deal at a timeline where I was able to be here for a week, so we were able to coordinate all of that. If I wasn't here and truly was just somewhere completely different, we could have still got it done. I mean, you could do a phone sale at yeah. Home Depot. Yeah. All the granite outlets out here, you could just call and do it over the phone. And anything that wasn't able to get done directly through the phone, Omar will put the bill for and I'll Venmo or sell them later. Perfect. So there's really no lapse in respect to where I'm at or how I'm doing things. And Omar really, I don't want to say earned his stripes, but we did our last project in Elk Grove and I had an opportunity to go travel to Turkey with my sister for two weeks. And I was doing the flip and I said, Omar, can you see this thing through the finish line? In addition to that listed for me, because Omar's an agent as well, he didn't flinch. So we got it done. Um, he's earned everything he's gotten and I'm appreciative and grateful that I'm able to have somebody on the team that I could count on so I could feel good as we scale to two, three, four jobs at a time that nothing's gonna skip a beat. Nice, nice, man. So, kind of like how we work. Yeah. Yeah, or, I want him to say out loud. <laughs> All right, so let's walk through each room and tell us what it looked like before, what it looks like after, and Omar, you know, tap in and see if there was yeah, any sure. anything major in the room or any problems, any surprises that popped up. You can always add value to that. So. Sure. Yeah, so the kitchen, this was the exact same floor plan you're looking at right here. These cabinets were a little bit more of an oak color, I would say, but they were all exact the same. We swapped out some... I don't know if there were stone countertops or not prior, but we swapped out the countertops. Mm -hmm. We have an amazing painter who comes in and handles all this cabinetry in here. New undermount sink, new fixtures, new stainless steel appliances throughout. Can lighting in here when before there was just one flush light that's out where you see this cap at right here. Um, this really did, like I said, this was lipstick on a pig for real. Mm -hmm. And as flippers, we love it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like get in, get out, yeah. limited risk. On to the next. So well, these are the ones we, you know, really cherish. Any um, surprises, Omar, in the project? Uh, so kitchen? far in the kitchen, really not much of a surprise. Mm -hmm. yep. The new roof was one where we kind of budgeted about five thousand dollars because I knew we needed some roof work. Yeah. But then the roofer came and said you need a new roof, so that was thirteen. Okay. So they added a little bit extra to our budget, but we account for those things. Yep. Um, we have kind of it's kind of an odd second bath here, as you kind of see. It's kind of built off this laundry room here. Mm -hmm. Um. From my understanding, it was all done with permits because it's on the tax record. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is our second bath. It's kind of got the shower stall in mm -hmm. here. And yeah, uh, let's peek know, in there and see it. You want, you want to peek in there and see the bathroom? So you didn't have to tear up any tile. Tile was cool. No, we did. Oh, flooring, yeah. Flooring. Yeah, the showers yeah. were completely gutted, ripped out. It was a plastic insert in there. So we got those all piled up. Um, I think too with this tile, since it was so much, we were like, you know what? It kind of fits with the decor of what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. We'll just leave it. Yeah. yeah. Really, as a flipper, you just want to take on the path of least resistance. Yeah. Like, you don't need to overdo every single thing. It's not your house. Take the emotion out of it. Get it ready for sale. Yeah. So, Could we have redone the yeah. tile? These, four, these, these don't clash. It works, right? It works. All right, so I see a nice hallway, and immediately I see all the, the touch on the hinges and the doorknobs, and what a difference that makes. Absolutely. We always take a regular point to get new hinges, new doorknobs on everything we do. It's something that's going to contrast off of the bright white trim. Um, if you look to your right, you have our shared or hallway bath. Hop up, you can hop up to the camera, DJ, and just kind oh, yeah. of walk through. Our shared hallway bath in here with the tub. Enclosure here, I really like what we did with this uh, 
uh, subway tile backsplash on this whole wall right here. I think it adds a nice custom piece to the shower and bathroom place that uh, really put it all together. Yeah, this is the most remodeling we did in the house by far. This one got all new floors, fully new tub, toilet, all three wall tile. Uh, redid this whole back wall light fixture. Both shower, uh, both bathrooms needed new exhaust fans. Um, but again, this is pretty cosmetic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's take it to the first room real quick and just let us know if that's what it looked like before. Or any, did you have to retexture any walls? Omar, you want to take over our bedroom? Go ahead, Omar. Yeah. So. Uh, coming into this bedroom, actually, this whole house was carpeted wherever you're, we have the LVP. It's on. And, um, yeah, just kind of ripped up all the carpet, replaced everything with LVP. This was as cosmetic as it gets. Um, all we pretty much did is just repaint, mm -hmm. put down the floor, um, add this a fan, and that's it. Right? Yeah, this is all just the baseboard as well. So you ran the new flooring right up to the baseboard. Like you sold this for five hundred thousand. Okay. Be conservative. Wow. Ah, yeah. Let's right. be conservative. Let's be conservative. Then. Said All right. Five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> is that your target? What is your target? No, I mean, when we first initially bought the house, we said conservatively, what would be a worst case scenario where we mm -hmm. could walk away and say, hey, we're all right. We said four hundred seventy thousand dollars. Okay. Upon further review, as we got close to our closing date, we felt like that was inaccurate, and we felt like if we were going to list it, we still want to list it conservatively because anytime we list the property. Underlisted, let the market push it up and dictate what it's worth. Mm -hmm. So we listed it for sale for four hundred seventy-nine thousand. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in in Sacramento, 
usually list close to what you think you're going to get. Is that I, I tend to list a, like a few thousand dollars under our, what we think it'll sell for to allow the market, not even necessarily think, just we try to underlist it just a bit okay. to allow competition to come and thus drive the price up to what it's actually worth. Cool. I think it's working because today you're not even on market yet and you've got three calls on it while we're we hit lunch. market. Yeah. yeah, we hit market this morning at 6 a.m. Okay. and it's been nonstop. People trying to see it and I think I just got another one right now. So, so closing costs. How many? How much do you think you can close the cost with commissions? And I know you guys are agents, but let's just act like that's an expense. Right. Commissions, transfer tax. Uh, if, I'm a new, if I'm an investor trying to determine what my costs are going to be, I'm going to say I'm going to pay a 5% commission. That's two and a half to each, percent, each person, listing agent, the buyer's agent. Closing costs, we roughly estimate to be about one and a half percent of the purchase price. In an ultra competitive market, that works towards our benefit because people are more willing to pay some of the closing costs and stuff that are associated with the deal. So keeping in mind that we're agents, so I list my own flips at zero commission on my side because I'd rather deal with it through that, um, through escrow. But I've recently been told that maybe I want to do it through a commission because it might be beneficial towards me, especially if I hit my caps with my brokerage, but I'm not gonna let's that nip that in the bud. Um, so roughly we could say it's about six and a half percent, I would mm -hmm. say. Okay. In a in a regular situation for myself, I say we're more closer to four. Okay. So if I so, so the, for the audience to follow, you're saying six and a half percent of your sale price. Six and a half percent of my sale price. So in this scenario, we're saying five hundred thousand dollars. For me, it's going to be about four percent. I would say closing costs can estimate somewhere to be about twenty thousand dollars. In an ultra competitive market, I feel like that's a bit of an overestimation. Probably get as close to like 16, 17, maybe 18. All right. And how long did it take? So I bought the property on November 5th. We were truly ready to hit the market by like December 5th, but we made a little change to my strategies. I was going to actually move out of my primary residence, make that an Airbnb and move into this one. But we had a situation come up with the seller and the escrow company where I won't go too into it, but an amount of money that was written up was met, missed by the escrow company and I was still expected to pay it per the terms of the contract. Mm -hmm. So I had to, according to them, it was an extra 5% of the purchase price, which mm. I had asked a number of times, is this baked in, is this baked in? They told me it was, I said, okay, we'll see when we get to the closing table, got to the closing table, it still was baked in, so 345 was my purchase price, so I felt good about it. Closed on it, signed over all the paperwork. A month later, escrow calls me and said, hey, we forgot about this 5%. Can you wire us $17,000 today? It happens. So what the, audience, <laughs> what the audience needs to know is when you're buying a property that's um, being wholesold, or a lot of times they, they bake their fees into the price. They bring their contracts to the table, which is my biggest lesson. Yeah. Spend $300 on an attorney to review a contract that you're not typically going to use for your own deals if you're using mm -hmm. somebody else's shit. That was a lesson in this flip. That was a lesson. And, and ultimately between the seller was like upset with the escrow company, but the escrow company recognized their fault. So they paid the seller directly. So the seller was like, Hey, I feel for you. I think this is bullshit too, but we got paid. We're out. Mm -hmm. The escrow company says, Hey, we're coming and we're getting this money. You owe it per the contract. And I said, well, I have another closing with you in three days. So rather than ruffle feathers, I'm just going to ignore your calls for three days until my <laughs> other one closes and then I'll address it. Okay. So after the other one closed, I call them back. And at this point, they had been calling me, sending me wire instructions. They had an attorney send me a letter. Mm -hmm. So 2021 was the first year I got sued. Congratulations. Congratulations. So after I closed, I called the attorney back and I said, hey, attorney, 
this is bullshit. Mm. What's the deal? I want to uh, like, I understand I signed the contract, but there was layers and layers and layers of fuck ups on this mm. that I feel like people should be held responsible for their errors on this too. Mm. So he said, I said, look, it, I'll pay you a smaller amount now. Or you could wait till I sell the house and I'll just change up my strategy and then you'll get paid in full debt. Mm -hmm. He said, they don't want to wait. They'd rather sell it now. Do you have a number in your head that you'd be okay with? I should have said a smaller number, mm -hmm. but the number they wanted was 17 to, I said $10,000, I'll do it today. Mm -hmm. They came back, they said 15,000. Mm -hmm. I said, that's bullshit. That's not even negotiating mm -hmm. to go from 17 to 15. <laughs> he goes, well, you know, I could do it. If you, if you came back at 13, I could get them on board right now. Mm -hmm. I said, tell them 12, five. So I paid them twelve thousand five hundred. They're out of the picture now. They're out of the picture now. It kind of ruined my initial plan. Not my initial plan, because my initial plan was always to flip it. Yeah. But I had a little shift where I said, let me just acquire two properties and not really impact my cost of living. And that other one's gonna start making me money. This big plan, and that didn't work out. So back to plan one, which is always make money. Mm -hmm. And so when perspective says, that's still all right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you look like, Greg? Go go into the numbers. What's the net net? net? Yeah. So you have yeah. You have holding so, costs over here. What kind of you have yeah. Money? So I have two months of holding costs. Mm -hmm. My cash to close. I have a private lender to use. So I get a hard money loan on the property, and that hard money loan is ninety percent to cost. So my purchase plus my rehab equals what? They're going to loan me ninety percent of that money. Yeah. So I got to come up with that ten percent. I got to come up with insurance. I got to come up with points, which is a point is one percent of the loan. I got to pay for the appraisal, the inspections, etc. That amount for this particular property came out to $55,000. Mm -hmm. So by building rapport with my investors, I get on the phone, I say, hey, I got a deal. Here's the base numbers of it. I need you to send me $55,000 so we can close. I'm gonna pay you X percent on your money. Mm -hmm. They say, cool, great. And I'll tell the people, it's 9%. Mm -hmm. They're gonna give me $55,000. They're gonna make flat 9% on their money. Rather than make it too convoluted with a amortization or APR or whatever, let's just make it a flat number. Mm -hmm. It's very easy for somebody who may not be super well versed in real estate to grasp and it's very cut and paste. Mm -hmm. So for her, it makes sense. For me, it makes sense. And she sent me a check the next day. Right. So this whole project was financed. Financed in full. Beautiful. That's no, how you do no a money deal. In. That's how you do a deal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So no money in. It's kind of the strategy that's been working for us at this point. We're using a hard money loan. So again, I'm paying points on it. But we have a big calculator spreadsheet that helps us to kind of make grasp of it. And on top of that, I kind of stretched myself in this deal by saying, I know I'm going to Hawaii. I need to bring in somebody of high quality to help me see it through to the finish line. If I'm going to scale my business, I'm not going to be able to do it all by myself. Yeah. So at that point, I got my guy Omar to come mm -hmm. in. Omar got a... Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Omar got an equity share in the property for his, his uh, help and support and we saw it through the finish line. I mean, we were able to get it done so much faster with two people. Mm -hmm. And it's really like, I don't want to say, yeah, it is scarcity mindset, right? right? Like when you're just getting started, you're like, I got to afford every single coin I can make on every deal because I don't know when the next one's coming. But when you've got a few years of rapport and you see that this thing isn't going anywhere, you're willing to give away a little bit more. And it only comes back double, triple. So what's your estimate that you're going to probably walk away with just to, on this project? Alone? So on this project, we did a 75-25 equity split. Mm -hmm. um, I forced the deal and put the money together for it. Omar saw it through the finish line. Um, I think estimate we're probably going to make fifteen and $40,000 right. respectively. Yeah. 
Congratulations, yeah. guys. Thank you. Good job, guys. Yeah. And you plan for that money, but what, what's your next? Buy all real estate. Re-roll, okay. do it again. Re-roll. So yeah, so I'm totally fine with paying my little interest to my private lender. Um, time and time again, she's happy to do it. She's making her money and she has no worries about it because she knows we do our stuff right. Yeah. Why would I put my money into this when I could leverage that money to buy me assets that are going to bring more cash flow in? Mm-hmm. So my vision for my business is to flip and sell real estate over the course of the next five years, take all that money, buy buying home real estate, not take any cash flow out of that, take it all and roll it back into the properties, and then at a five-year mark, evaluate my cash flow position, and hopefully I'll be at $7,500 of cash flow and have to get to retire. Nice. At my leisure, if I want. But it's I won't. Good. I'm going to keep yeah. working because that's what I want to do. Man. But just the opportunity to be able to say, mm, not this month. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So you're on your way to earning your leisure. We are on our way. Yeah. So, and what? tell us about the sweater. What's free? Yeah. This is my guy, Keith Mickey. Him and his family, they are starting a generational wealth organization amongst themselves. And what's free stands for forever real estate entrepreneurs. There we go. And that's what we are. Yes. Yeah. We ain't going nowhere. So we're going to be in this <laughs> game for a minute. So nice, uh, nice. I want to represent him, mm-hmm. you know, so shout out Keith. Yeah, appreciate that. This is DJ Dawson coming at you, Equity Boys. On behalf of the Divine Way TV, we're here in Sacramento. There's going to be some amazing content coming out this year. Keep your eye out for more. Man. And the Divine Brothers want to, you know, bless you with your gold <laughs> chain. Okay, this is a chain flex, right? So congratulations on your million dollar chain. And the audience isn't up on this yet. So you got to let them know, explain how this chain is damn near a half million dollar chain, so. Well, it's metaphorical in the sense that, you know, we see our people spending money on chains, ice, whatever you want to call it all day, every day. But the real money is in property, land, money making assets. And while the chain may not be worth shit, the key on it is worth half a million dollars. And the key is the properties. Yep. So get you some. So that's the gold. Nobody's going to snatch this? And I still think that chain, just by the chain itself, it still looks like a million dollar chain to me, but he just disrespected my gold chain. Hey man, but congratulations. Thanks, ED. Man, this young man could have bought a, a drop head Rolls Royce. Could have draw, you know, you could have some jet skis. Jet skis, a boat. A boat. But you tro- you chose to buy property. I did. And this is gonna pay you back and you're gonna reinvest it and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. So like I said, and like I continue to say, you do it the divine way, we guarantee you're gonna have a payday. So stay tuned for the next one. Congratulations. We gotta bring the whole family in here. Come on, all y'all come in here and give a little shout out real quick, just off the top, man. Just GD, Dayton, Omar. Beyond renovations. Shout out to the divine way, We're doing it the divine way. 2022. 2022. We threw the roof, baby. Do it the divine way, you get a payday? That's right.